Are we still filming Black Ink Crew in New York? Like seriously, let's talk about it. What's up everybody, welcome back to Tammy Talks. So this is a review for Black Ink Crew New York season seven, episode 15. While on duty, you can get the booty. So already, so already starts off with just dumb, like stupid fuck shit. So I was not even going to review the episode. I didn't want to talk about the episode, even though the trailer looks good, like the super trailer that they released for the second half of this season looked good, looked decent enough. You know that just like Chicago, so much of this is now scripted and self-imposed and put together like they're doing the most for a storyline so it's kind of it's kind of hard to watch at this point and like actually some would take it serious um especially after like puma wrote on ted's instagram post one of his instagram posts a couple months ago and was like it's crazy because people still think we don't like each other why wouldn't we because based on the show last we saw C's was super mad that Puma was even inside the shop. We didn't see any type of reconciliation. So why wouldn't we? You know what I mean? Like, we can tell that so much of this is put together for TV. Put together for the sole purpose of them getting a quick paycheck from VH1. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's stupid at this point, but... Starts off with the the typical montage of Caesar's intro and him talking about how people have betrayed him, and he it's referring to uh, Puma and Sassy back in the day, and then now Richard and O'Shea. I mean Richard, aka O'Shea, and then most recently Donna and Alex. So he goes through the whole I'm a hustler, and in Brooklyn we do this, and you know like it's like stop it stop it you're not gonna do anything to anybody because it's not the type of dude that you are so once the show starts we see that Bay got married off screen at the courthouse her and Rob this is what I mean by putting together bullshit just for the show the last episode um, of the first half of the season was supposed to be Bay and Rob getting married at this big like swanky country club whatever Airbnb that sees quote-unquote paid for because she asked him to give her away what okay sure so Bay did not get married duh to Rob Rob wasn't even in the episode and they ended up having it was this horrible horribly acted scene of Teddy and Tati getting married so Bay kind of said that Rob was suffering or he was going through like some anxiety things and he was super sad because his dad had just passed so that was why they ended up not getting married it just wasn't right so when we come back looks like they went to the courthouse or maybe had a small intimate wedding with like people that are their actual friends right so they did that and now Bay's mother is like working at the shop and she's like cooking egg rolls and spring rolls and faux and shit like that there kimchi what like it's just dumb it's dumb but i knew bay was never going to get married on screen i knew we were never going to get a blank ink crew wedding special i knew that wasn't gonna happen so caesar um 
Oh, Bay did mention, or was it Tati? Tati mentions that the Money Militia, the three people that C's hired at the end of the first half of the season, were now at one two fourth. We know. We knew they weren't coming back. They weren't cast members. You didn't have to tell us that, Bay or um, Tati, whoever said it, but thank you. Thank you. So, Sky is head of HR. And when I heard that line, I knew this season was going to be trash. I could feel it. So, Bay is head of HR. I mean, I'm sorry, Sky is head of HR. And she only does that part-time because, of course, it's a part-time job when you have, I think they have, what, four locations now? Of course, it's a part-time gig. But she's head of HR so that she can still run her um, her little boutique, or was it her little secret boutique that is in Miami. So Sky is doing all, she ends up, like, passing out this, like, list of rules and regulations and shit and it's like if you're five minutes early that means you're really 10 minutes late and it's saying that if you bring weed and liquor bring enough for everybody to share and it's telling it's encouraging people to fuck and sleep with each other on the job with co-workers like it's just it's all stupid and I don't know if Caesar thinks this makes him look good or if he thinks that this is truly growing his brand into a positive way but it's not truly and truly it's not so i uh jesus christ i can this is just this is a mess um we switch over to alex alex goes to the barbershop to see some of his some of his boys and he's kind of telling them how he was at this wedding. Sees and Teddy jumped him. Uh, one, <laughs> one of Alex's friends was like, who's Ted? That big, swole, funny looking dude? He was like, yeah, him. So, um, he's telling them that he's because of that, he can't tattoo. Like, they kind of tweaked his back. And his friends were immediately like, say the word and it's a go. I said, oh, they real street dudes. Okay, because Alex is a real street dude. Just because he's small means nothing. He held his own in that fight. And it still just goes to show how how whack and how stupid and how lame C's and Ted both are. Teddy did post something on Instagram like the day the episode, I think the day after the episode aired, kind of saying how he apologized and stuff like that. But I think um, Teddy only did that because they were catching hell because you have two huge guys, like they're both big uh like swole borderline fat they're both they're big guys and for them to both jump alex who is like 125 soaking wet on a good day is like it just made them look like trash it made them look so stupid so weak so switch back over um and then we see Donna talking to talking to Alex about it and she's saying that you know they're going to get theirs and she's going to make sure they get theirs because now neither one of them are working because you know Black Ink in Harlem on 113th is the only tattoo shop in New York so of course they have nowhere else to go um one noticeable absence is Melody Mel so but we did see Mel says she after she broke up with Lalo she was stressed out so her, um, she took the baby they went down to Florida but she did come back just for Bay's 
you know, fake wedding, which meant VH1 told her, girl, you have one more episode to film if you want your whole check. <laughs> That's basically what that was. So back at the shop, Des's father shows up, gets in Sky's face. And this scene irritated me beyond belief. So this man comes in. Um, one, security, production, camera crew, PAs, everybody that was on that set. Y'all saw the last time that, or the, actually the last two times that that man has come up to that shop. That it has been a misunderstanding and a problem between them. Sky looked like she did not feel safe around him. She kept walking away from him. She didn't want to talk. But yet y'all let this man get past um, y'all little red tape or whatever you have sectioning off who can come on set at that time and let that man come in and get in her face. That's a problem for me. I get you're trying to get ratings. You're trying to boost um, or I should say maintain the popularity of the show at this point, but like for real, and you can tell the sky didn't know that was in the script at that point because she looked shocked that he came in. So this man comes in, sounds like he has three teeth in his mouth, but he's yelling for sky to give him Desaline's phone number because Des is now 18. And I guess he was told when he turns 18, he will be able to have contact with his son. guy is telling him no i'm not gonna give you the phone number whatever whatever the case it turns into a screaming match where they're going back and forth sky calls him a predator she said that she was 14 years old he was 28 at the time that des was conceived um he's yelling at her he's threatening her calling her a weak ass person she gets up in his face and you know they're going back and forth back and forth it took for tati to stand up and be like hey yo no 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 this is a place of business like whatever problem you got that needs to be taken outside the business like you can't come up in here doing that now season 10 y'all swear that sky is y'all big sister or that just um she's y'all little sister y'all are a family she's y'all ride or die all this other stuff but y'all sat there and let a man a grown man get in her face and threaten her and talk shit to her and yell at her he did everything but physically reach out and put his hands on her and i think he only didn't do that because he knew he was on tv because he saw them cameras rolling it's like i just don't understand that but at the same time that goes to show the lack of respect that season ted had for women anyways you know what i mean what too because if i'm not mistaken water was there water what no storyline having as was sitting there on the couch doing what nothing so they're all sitting there Literally sitting there, letting Sky get, you know, into a physical, damn near physical altercation with this man, an extremely hostile verbal altercation with him, and y'all have nothing to say. So then it takes for, um, I don't know if security told him to leave, if he just left on his own accord. So as he's walking out the door, now Ted wearing all that fucking red, looking stupid, opens the door and says, yeah, keep walking. Shut up. Sit your fat ass down. Teddy irritates me because... He talks all this shit in his confessionals about everything, but then when it's time for him to be in the moment and be present and do something, you did nothing. So the two of y'all, y'all can jump little Alex. 
that's no problem. We can sneak Alex and sneak um sneak sucker punch him and do all this and jump him. But another grown ass man who looks like he could hold his own with y'all, like for really hold his own with y'all, comes in and y'all are mum, y'all are quiet. Same thing as when they had their Christmas special right before the Chicago cast came on. The Chicago shows come on. Don was in there punching um, the ceiling and shit and broke a wall and did all this extra. Season Teddy didn't say anything because Don will whoop y'all's ass. That's why. Them Chicago dudes would handle them in New York. You can't tell me they wouldn't. Like this is, ah, it just, it irritated me beyond belief. So we switch back over to, um, well, I'm going to switch back over to Alex and Alex is in pain. He is laying on the bed. They were well, there at the hospital for one. Um, now in this clip, when this clip was in the trailer of him laying on the bed crying, I thought it was Teddy at first, but it's actually Alex. So he's in so much pain that they are at the hospital and he is shaking from pain. Like literally shaking. So the nurse comes up and she said, are you shaking from pain or because it makes you feel better? And he said, I do not know. It's just happening. So he's having like back spasms. They do a um, a CT or was it an MRI? They did some tests. I can't remember which one. But come to find out that there's nothing like his spine isn't broken or anything like that's okay but the problem is that he could have some inflamed tissue so because of that that's where the pain is coming from so he has to do physical therapy and he has to go through and do all this extra shit that he honestly probably cannot afford with or without insurance because insurance only covers so much here in america um and that's if he has insurance because it's not like he's working a typical job and I feel like see I feel like the people on this show are not even real black ink employees I feel like that for one like they are casted for this show because as we know Bay has her own shop but she shows up to 106 I mean she shows up to 113th for the paycheck <laughs> but I feel I think Alex needs to sue and Alex needs to press fucking charges because there is no way there is honestly no way that C's and Teddy should get away with what they did. Y'all could have broken that man's back. Y'all could have severely damaged his spine like he's not able to work. So is he's going to give him workman's comp like it's so many different questions that are arising with this situation and considering the fact that it's on tape and it's recorded if I was Alex I would skip my ass right to the the police department and file a report and say y'all pull up episode um, season seven episode uh was it 14 yeah put that up is he the 13 or 14 put that up roll the tape or better yet I can get you to unedit it the uncut version both that wasn't even said to VH1 that we got sitting back at, at what is it, Big Fish Entertainment. Stop it. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So then Tati hires a new tattoo artist. Her name is Crystal. You know, as usual on Black Ink, when a woman walks into the shop, they turn into like 
horny little dogs and they're all staring at her and i'm like great tati you know now your man that y'all are supposedly so deep in love with that y'all are you know dry humping in the shop every chance y'all get he's gonna cheat on you which we do see in the trailer where tati kept asking and ted is acting like a dumbass ask acting like he had no idea what she was talking about you need to tell him you need to calm down what are you talking about ted is so lame so she comes in and she says that she is the best tattoo artist out of Brooklyn. Don't care about her sob story because every tattoo artist that they hire has a sob story, right? No one that works on Black Ink just had a normal, normal ass life. Maybe Kit does, but we don't let her talk enough, so we don't know, right? But like everybody has mommy issues or daddy issues or something terrible has had to happen to them in order for them to be on the show. It's 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 old it's getting old it's ridiculous it's at a point where it's like stop it y'all stop it so she does a tattoo um she has a client right away sees decides to hire her as a tattoo artist so i'm sure there's gonna be some drama with that then we see tati at teddy's apartment and ted is saying how he likes being in a relationship and cooking dinner for his girlfriend and chilling out vibing whatever um we know that ted is a shoe fanatic he is always in milwaukee at trusted kicks getting shoes so we see that and he has those wide front flip boxes from the container store tati for whatever reason decides that she's gonna take out one of his um black cement shoes jordans and she wanted to put her little i don't know sneaker wedges up in there and somehow she breaks the fucking lid off that irritated me because like how rough were you being with the shoe like how does that happen i have those shoe boxes I have those same exact ones. It's like, it's not easy to just break off that lid. So that irritated me. Uh, Teddy gives her a a, sh- uh, a shrew drawer, which I guess nowadays is the equivalent of giving someone a drawer in your house. So he gives her a little shoe spot um, down in the corner. And I'm with Bonnie Blue. Like Bonnie said in her review, don't insult our intelligence. If she saw that there were empty ones, why didn't she put her shoes in the empty one and just be like, hey, I'm using that one down there? Why would she want to go right to the middle of the shoe? Whatever. Whatever. And then um, finally, Sky meets with her friend, uh, I think her name is Allison, who has so much common sense and gives Sky typically good advice positive um advice positive reinfor- reinforcement so sky decides that she is going to meet with the baby daddy and give him des's phone number because she contacted des who said yeah it's cool give him my phone number so they meet up they're sitting um oh boy i can't remember his name i don't know if they even said it but they come in he's mad aggressive and sky is like all right here's the phone number he's like yeah bitch you better give it to me where's the number give it to me like okay like relax dude relax i feel like he's only thinking about that boy because he has seen that boy on tv he's only thinking about sky because sky is on tv so whatever so it turns into a he calls yeah, i guess he must have told sky what, like what kind of mother leaves her kids 
things escalate very quickly and she chases after him and she wants to fight him and it is just another pointless scene i feel like sky is exploiting her own personal life for sympathy and none of what she does come across comes across as genuine i have said this last season this whole fiasco with her um going back and forth and rekindling with her sons why does it have to be broadcasted live on tv like literally the step-by-step aspect of it and like genesis has already called her out and said like you did all this for the show we don't talk to you when the cameras aren't rolling and i i believe that i do believe that because it went from sky posting you know when they were filming her posting pictures of her kids to if i go to her instagram right now i bet she doesn't have any pictures of them kids posted and she doesn't I feel like Sky did everything that she did for the sole purpose, just for that show. She wanted that attention. She wanted that sympathy. I think Sky is vying for a, um, I think she's vying for trying to get her own, her own show, which we don't want, we don't need. Yeah, I'm scrolling back and Sky hasn't been posting them kids. But there was a while where she was shoving dads down our throats on Instagram and everything else. So, like, to me, it's it's, it's silly. This season, I, I don't know, y'all. I can just feel like this entire season is just going to be complete and utter bullshit. And it's going to be so scripted. But that was Black King Crew, New York, Season 7, Episode 15. While on duty, you can get the booty. See y'all next episode, y'all.